Okay, you guys, we are rolling. Okay. And I have Bobby here. Say hi, Bobby. What's up, guys? <laughs> okay, you guys. First of all, if you could just be here right now or a fly on the wall watching us get prepared to start this uh, episode, <laughs> it would be <laughs> your entertainment. Oh, like, we're seriously. A good time. We are a good time. No, really? Like, we are tripping, we're up dancing, we're taking deep breaths, and then I, I push record, and then I stop it because I'm having anxiety, <laughs> and we just, you know, it's okay. It's just part of the process. Yep, we're also, here. We're here. Mm -hmm. On top of that, it took about a few hours just to get both of the mics working, <clears throat> and if Bobby wasn't here, I really don't think uh, they'd be working. <laughs> yeah, it was a mess, but we figured okay. it out. What's yeah. important yeah. What's important is we figured it out. We figured it out. So thank you. Oh my so god. Good job. Yes. Yes. So, um, okay. So as you know, on my last episode that I did on you create your own happiness, and I shared a guy friend that um really helped me kind of create that that breakthrough around what I was dealing with that day. Bobby is the guy, and I never mentioned his name. Yeah, it's Bobby. It's yeah, it's Bobby, and here he is. So, anyways, I just had to throw that out there because after I had listened to it and I was talking to him, and I'm like, why did I not say your name? Like, I don't know what I was thinking. It's fine. It's fine. Well, now we know. Now we know. Now we know. But you guys, I am seriously so excited to have Bobby on tonight. Like, seriously, so excited you're Thank here. You. This Thank is going to be so fun. I I appreciate you having me. Yes. Seriously, I love who you are. Yeah. Uh, the joy you bring to just me, period. But the joy I see that you bring with your kids and around our friends and this podcast and your energy, I <laughs> eat it up. <laughs> well, and thank you. <laughs> so I appreciate you having me. Well, thank it you. means a lot. Oh, you're so sweet. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I just love you. Well, I love you. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. Oh, just kidding. Don't stop. Keep them coming. Keep it coming. I'm just joking. But um, thank you so much. And something that I love about Bobby is that, I mean, well, first of all, let me just say, we actually met last year. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to share a little bit about that because that was an important moment, yeah. right? So, um, <laughs> so guys, real quick, Bobby starts playing. I have this diamond on my table. <laughs> playing with a diamond? And he's starting to play with it. And you're going to be able to hear it. So I put my hand on his hand and he looks at it like, oh, shit. Anyways, okay. So we actually met back in, um, what was it, last year, the end of last year. It was like October. It was yeah. Before, it was right before Halloween. Okay, right before Halloween. Right? It was. Yeah, it was like September. Okay. Okay. September. And when I had walked in, um, we were at a friend's party, and when I had walked in, him and I just like locked eyes. Mm -hmm. And just immediately in that moment, I was like, okay, I get to, I get to know that. I want to get to know this guy because there's something about him. But I just, I just knew there was something about you, you know? Anyways, and then we just started talking. We literally talked that whole night and just connected. Oh, yeah. It was amazing and yeah. just hit it off. Mm -hmm. And we've been incredible friends ever since. And it's so fun to have guy friends that are, that you're really close to. Friend guys and friend girls is what I call them. Yes, exactly. I think you it's know. important. Yeah. It's so important <laughs> to have the opposite sex as just friends, especially I feel like when you're single, you know, it's, it's good to have, it's good to have that, yeah. you know, it's important. And it's, and then what I love about it is it's not, it's, I feel like a lot of people can't get there because they think it has to be like sexual or, you know, like intimate or like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or it's interesting how people have to be that way. And it, and it's like, for us, it's, it's cool because we're just such good friends. Like you're my brother and I just love you. Oh, well, so, I love you. <clears throat> I appreciate that. Yeah. Our connection yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. Well, for me, when I walked in, I met a lot at that time, I was meeting a lot of new people. So, um, you know, I was just being respectful and just, Hey, how you doing? Yeah. And I have this thing about eye contact mm -hmm. and yeah, you, you got that eye contact and mm -hmm. you kept it and we just connected Yeah. and you did ask those questions mm -hmm. and I was intrigued by that. Cause it was, it wasn't just a, you know, where are you from? What are you doing? How you been? It was like, yeah. you went straight to who I am. Yeah. And we bounced back and forth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love being so vulnerable because, you know, I invite that honesty and that raw 
real authentic approach because you know people sometimes get uncomfortable and sometimes you know yeah. i mean with you and me it, it just flowed mm -hmm. and yeah. you yeah you listen so well and i always say that to you <laughs> you just listen and say like, who are you you get into my world and then an hour later it's like wait a second yeah what about your world <laughs> anyways i love that well, I think it's like, <clears throat> that's always like the, like, for me, I love connecting with people on a whole nother level because, yeah. and actually listening to them from mm -hmm. nothing, because a lot of people aren't feeling heard these days. People aren't listening in a way where they are feeling heard. And so I think it's important. And that's like, I work on that all the time, just really being with people. And so, yeah, so it's awesome. 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 And yeah. Mm -hmm. But I do want to say I, I'm so grateful for you. And, you know, Bobby, he is a sales manager at Lifetime, and he is the top salesman there. And he is kicking ass. And the drive that he has and, you know, the difference that he makes at his, his company is incredible. Um, just the stories that he tells me, you know, it you literally are making a difference for people walking in there. It's not just a job for you. Like you really are making a difference and you get in people's worlds. It's not about just money to you. You you're connecting on a whole nother level with people. And, and I think that speaks volumes about who you are. Uh, thank you. Yeah. So I think thank it's, you. it's been rewarding. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. And too, like just knowing your story and what you've been through and, you know, also meeting you back in September and seeing mm -hmm. you now, there's a big difference and you've come a long way. And so you guys, I'm excited because, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about relationships tonight. We're going to talk about, you know, dating in a, a little bit. And then Bobby is going to share a little bit about his story and he's going to get real vulnerable here. <laughs> and that's what I love about him is that he's willing to go there. Yeah. He's willing to go vulnerable. He's, Why not? Yeah. You know, I really have nothing to lose. Yeah. Um, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, should we do a health tip? Yes. <laughs> let's do a health tip. A little segue. So, yes, let's do it. So, I mean, obviously, we always got to share a health tip. So, I don't know if any of you guys have tried Deep Blue Rub before that doTERRA has. Now, a lot of professional athletes are using it, massage therapists, single moms like myself. Because, you know, let's be honest here, people. You get sore sometimes. And, you know, all you, you know, active people out there, like, you know, it's a pre-workout, post-workout. It's so great for your muscles when you're sore, if you kink a neck, if you sleep on a pillow, let's just say, and it kinks your little neck or something. It's so nice because you just rub it on and it leaves that cooling feeling. And it's a lot better than Icy Hot. It doesn't have all the ingredients that Icy Hot has in there. It's, it's a more natural product. And so I absolutely love it. And, um, even for little kids, when they're going through growing pains, um, you can apply it on their, on their muscles and it really helps that. So I love my, me some deep blue, but <laughs> what, but here's the deal. Uh, something to know about deep blue is I net, like if you put it on, let's just say you put it on your, you know, your sore muscles and then you get in the shower, it's going to intensify and, um, you know, the freaking lotion and into your skin and it's going to kind of burn a little bit. So you want to be careful, like putting it on. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or even getting in the bathtub after you put it on. Cause it'll do that. So be careful. Yeah. Be real careful with that one. Okay. Like right after. So anyway, so there's my little health tip for you guys. So let's jump into this. Let's do let's this. Do yo. This. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's chat. Let's chat. So where should we start? Let's like, I want to start with just, I guess, more so relationships, um, dating and like from a guy's perspective, okay. what's attractive to you? And, you know, I want you to share just a few little experiences that you've had and just interactions and with women. Um, good question. Yeah. You know, what's attracted to me may not be attracted to everybody else. Yeah. But, um, you know, you got the, the typical, you know, beauty, the girls, you know, I get attracted to looks. Um, I get attracted to eyes, uh, just eye connection for me. Um, the biggest attraction for me is if, if we can laugh together, like have a genuine laugh and totally. have fun. Um, and to get to that, you do have yeah. to conversate. So, um, 
conversation's huge. You know, yeah. you you really get to know somebody and see where they're at. And, you know, everybody's different. And my dating life, like lately, is obsolete. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as conversating, um, I flow with it. And there's a lot of great girls and guys. And so what's attracted to me, you know, is the basics. But it, it's the core. It's really who they are. And it's really the awareness of both us, like me and that person, mm-hmm. um, as far as who we are. Yeah. Um, because when you when you get to that point, you yeah. really can flow yeah. on a different level than, mm-hmm. than just going to the club and, you know, bumping and grinding with someone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the... That's that, but there's a there's a deeper intimate yeah. connection that I've been discovering. So yeah, no, I think that's awesome. Laughing is huge. Yeah, laughing is big for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And you know what else for me? Like, I really love when a man can ask questions, like good questions, like mm-hmm. deep questions, and actually is curious and getting to know me, and also willing to answer questions that I ask. Right. Like deep questions, because yeah. I've had guys say. I just, I don't really want to talk about it. Like, well, okay, well, you ask me anything because I'll just tell you right now. Like I'm, I'm an open book and it's like, just lay it all out in the beginning because if this goes well and we keep dating, like it's going to come out anyways. Yeah. So I love when people are open, can ask powerful questions and a man that's like aware of his own Mm -hmm. stuff and that's willing to do the work, walk through his life in a powerful way where he, he knows that he's been triggered or that, you know, he's got certain things from his childhood that he's willing to walk through it or has walked through it mm-hmm. and continues to do that work. That's so attractive to me. Mm-hmm. I love that. So that's like something else too. Like for me. Oh, it goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, <clears throat> I, f- I do feel like girls appreciate that more. Mm-hmm. Guys put on this, um, what I've heard and learned from mm-hmm. girls talking with me. Yeah. about other dudes mm-hmm. is the fact that they don't really like to get, get emotionally deep or they're emotionally disconnected mm-hmm. or they're emotionally unavailable. Yeah. You know, the conversation kind of just gets a little touchy feely and yeah. you know, it bothers girls. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a few friends of ours that, um, you know, just like a lot of people, a lot of the girls that I meet mm-hmm. cause you know, for some reason, we won't get into that right now. We'll, but um, they just feel safe with me, and I hear things. And yeah. and to be clear, you guys, as far as dating with me, mm-hmm. you know, I've been not interested in it mm-hmm. um, up until probably December. Yeah. So my approach to the dating world really has been um, has really been secondary because I'll just be real with you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was a full-blown alcoholic, and yeah. I had this addiction that literally controlled. I gave my power away to, and mm-hmm. dating during the time um, of that addiction really was not smart. You know, I chose right. victims because I was a victim, and it turned into a very volatile or just disconnected relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I picked easy over connected connection, and it wasn't it wasn't fun. Yeah. But, you know, I was in that dark place and I can tell you more about my story another night, but it it lasted about 12, 13 years. So uh, about a year and a half ago, I was just exhausted. Yeah. And I had uh, just to explain, you know, kind of go a little deep with you guys is I was drinking myself to death. Um, I had gotten out of a relationship uh, probably six months prior to me quitting, and I just went downward. Downward. Mm-hmm. Um, isolation's huge. The fear of reaching out to people. Um, what I've learned, as far as just like the fear in general mm-hmm. of communicating, yeah. it's a type. It's another form of like being vulnerable to like reach out and say I need help. You know, there's. I had so many moments that I was aware of that I didn't do, but. You know, uh, June of 2018, Father's Day, um, I had some dad issues where uh, abandonment uh, was a core, core problem that I uh, created, you know, when I was about 14, 13, 14. So Father's Day was never fun. So I drank and drank and I ended up going to the hospital, uh, got kicked out of the house I was in. And the doctor said to me, he, he after he kind of like put some 
medication in me, um, some and like hydrated me. Uh, he just said, "Hey, your your blood alcohol level is at a 460," and he's like, "When it, when it gets out of 470, 480, mm-hmm. he's like, your liver shuts down." Mm-hmm. And I remember asking him, "Well, what does that happen then?" And he says, "You die." And he's like, "If you have another drink, you're gonna die." And the funny thing is, is I was there two weeks prior, yeah. and I I pulled everything out of my arms and walked home, and then I showed up two weeks later, just even worse. Yeah. So, so let me ask you when he said that to you, that, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to die. Like what, what were your thoughts in that moment when he said that to you? Oh, I took a deep breath. As soon as he said that to me, um, I listened, uh, it like hit you. It hit me. Yeah. I decided to take it in. I internalized it and he gave me my options. He says, I can either let you go home or you can go, I can get a taxi and mm-hmm. the taxi will take you to this state funded detox place. Um, and you just go and detox and wow, I knew what I, I, I wanted to go home, yep. but the inner voice, my inner self, you know, at that point I had submitted in, in a matter of that moment, him saying, you're going to die yeah. hit me. And I said, okay, take me to that, to the detox place. Uh, it's a place called volunteers of America. And so I went there, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Yeah. Um, but I had made it subtle. I made a very minor commitment that day. And when I got there, you hand over everything, you hand your phone over. It's really like gel because the mats that they have and the food that they give you is, is basically gel. And you just literally sit in this room with 35 other guys and, and girls that are in a different little area, but you all eat together and just detox and everybody's coming off of something. Wow. And I found myself in an environment that I definitely didn't belong, but I got myself there. So I definitely belonged. I felt really out of place. Yeah. And there's a lot of moments like that in my life that I've had. And so in that moment, I was able to go through the detox. Yeah. Those two weeks, Micah, were the hardest two weeks of my life. Wow. Period. To cold turkey coming off of alcohol. Wow. Um. The first week, I just didn't sleep and didn't eat Mm -hmm. and shaking like crazy, the cold sweats. And I remember thinking to myself, it's going to get easier. Like there's light at the end of tunnel. Just hang on. The clock could not have moved any slower. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so let me ask you, so what kept you, because could you, could you walk out? Like, could you just leave if you wanted to? You could. You could. So what kept you when you were in that much pain, what kept you? stay to stay there like to keep hanging on and like pushing through it's a good question um i was ready yeah honestly what kept me is with my story that i told you the other other night like i had a lot of moments of trying so this wasn't just this was like round 10 for me Right. And I literally had like, I, I had committed and I normally would reach out to my parents or somebody, but this time around, I just decided to do it on my own. Yeah. And I really dug deep, meaning I really started to look inward. Mm-hmm. Even after the first week of doing nothing, of just dying pretty much and yeah. sweating, yeah. I was able to get some color back. And I was able to internalize, just like really talk to myself, like Bobby, like you got this, like, you know, focus. I had so many, I had so much help my whole life and a lot of tools, Mm. you know, and um, doing things for other people wasn't the answer for me. And so I didn't know what it looked like to do things for myself. Mm. So I internalized moments when I was there to just really ponder that. And to really kind of like establish or identify who, like, what does that look like to actually internalize things? Yeah. So I was really just trying to figure it out. And there was just this drive in me. Um, That's when I, I, you see it now, Mm -hmm. but that's where it began as far as I am so motivated and so willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. And it began there. Mm. So I left there and committed myself or submitted myself to uh, three months of sober living 
because I needed to hold myself accountable. Mm-hmm. Addiction is is <laughs> is vicious, yeah. uh, especially when you have submitted all your your power to it. It's like chains, you know, like it one thought you can just go down that addiction hole and you, you know, months can go by and you have no idea what the heck just happened. And along the way, you have no idea who you hurt, you know, but, Hmm. but no, I, I submitted myself, you know, I continue to build on that motivation and just being just dedicated to figure this out. You know, I'm 34. Uh, At that time I was 30, 32. Hmm. And, um, I was, for me personally, I was exhausted. Um, I had a turning point where I either, you know, I'm either going to die or, and just keep doing what I'm doing, or I really got to figure this out. I've exhausted, I exhausted all my, all my options for years, but enough was enough. Enough was enough. Yeah. And dating was a big part of that. My codependency was pretty big because, you know, like I said earlier, I chose to connect with um, people who were, it it was just more simpler. Um, The mirror that they gave me wasn't um, real where I didn't see, I I saw, I definitely saw myself in them because I was pretty uh, victim and codependent, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It, but there was no connection. Yeah. It was just misery loves company. Right. You know, and it doesn't take away like some of the relationships that I did have. Uh, there's a few girls that really, you know, I would always, I'll always, I'll always admire all of the ones because I've, mm-hmm. you learn from every every situation, and I've, yeah, you know, people show up to teach you something. Yep. And so, if you're asking me about dating, I don't have a good track history, um, <laughs> but recently, since I've been on this path, yeah, I've been I've been so motivated to just continue this self growth, this yeah. self growth. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm I'm just an open book, yeah. And I decided to be like that since since that night. And I got that job over at Tsunami just like about eighteen months ago. And they served alcohol, you know. And yeah. at the time, I was living in sober living where I was required to take random p tests. If not, you get kicked out. Mm-hmm. And if I got kicked out, I didn't have anywhere to go. Yeah. You know, I had just spent the last of my savings to go in there mm-hmm. and just, so I just powered through it. And it was, it's easier to, in my history, it was easier to hold myself accountable when I had to. Yeah. The real test is when you become, you know, free again, mm-hmm. but I knew that was coming. So I took, I took advantage of every minute and every moment during those three months of, of sober living and really was a sponge and to learn how to really internalize. And there's times I was daring to share in groups and to, you know, put myself out there and, you know, the feeling that you have as far as like, I'm not smart enough. Um, you know, I don't know anything mm-hmm. like who am I to deserve anything? Yeah. You know, these are things that I've, I've worked on for years and that I finally have came to an understanding on how to actually work on it. Mm-hmm. But well, it's because you're in the court of your life. Yeah. You're literally playing. You're playing the game of your life. You know, and yeah. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Where I'm at now, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Talking about how my story for a little bit does remind me of how I felt. And when I worked at Tsunami, it was the first time that I was uh, uh, approached with like the question, do you, you want a drink or mm-hmm. do you want to come out to the bar? Or do you want to do this? You know? Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how or what, but I feel... Actually, I do know how because the moment when my friend Shelby asked me, she asked me, you know, why don't you drink? Mm-hmm. You know, I I decided to just be 100% real with her. Yeah. You know, I could have given that, oh, I just don't drink. You know, I, I don't drink, you know, or whatever the, the fluff may be. But I just came out of the gates just vulnerable. Like, hey, I, I'm about three months clean. You know, mm-hmm. I was an alcoholic. And right now I'm not interested in drinking. Yeah. I'm choosing, I'm interested in to figure out what happy, the, what my life looks like without alcohol. Dang. And that right there in that moment, you mm-hmm. probably felt so much freedom just by just stating what was so. I got my power back right you there. You got your power back. Yeah. Alcohol yeah. Has, has had zero pull on mm-hmm. me since. Yep. 
Yep. And that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you guys, those who have struggled with addiction, you know, we orphan or I orphaned off my identity to it. Yeah. You know, you don't, you, you give up so much and you play this dance that really is just, you know, it's just darkness. Yeah. And the thought of trying to work on yourself, I get that it is so daunting and how like, how hard that, that path is, you know? And so like, I get it. What I do get as well is the hard work to get back and, and how worth it is, like how worth truly it is because since tsunami, like I've been in a relationship since this whole process. And I do want to share about that because, because, um, I don't recommend this for all, um, people who struggle with alcohol because, uh, I just don't, uh, I have friends that, you know, choose not to come to, to, to exactly follow my footsteps for me personally. It was more of like when I would go out to bars or I get invited to places that there's a lot of alcohol and I chose to go mm-hmm. and for some reason, um, not for some, I keep saying that I chose to go because I had a purpose and it wasn't to prove anything. It was to build on my, on my process. And I would go and really have conversations like, oh, I'm not interested in drinking. That's my go-to. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm not interested in drinking, Yeah, you know? And everybody that I did that with, except for a select few, honored that. Mm-hmm. And that honoring connection built power for me to really enjoy where I was and who I was with. And it mm-hmm. took away, it faded the alcohol. Ooh, yeah. So alcohol became just obsolete to me, Yeah, you know? And wow. You know, so I got, I gained this confidence. Yeah. And being vulnerable while serving tables at Tsunami was awesome. Yeah. People enjoyed that. I had some of the greatest conversations and I tested the limits, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I invited people to be, to be real with me back. Yeah. By saying the things that are, are thought about, but yeah. really not said, but just going there mm-hmm. and just to see what happens. Yeah. You know, I attracted a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, her name's Lexi mm-hmm. by doing something like that. Yeah. And I told you how we had that story, how we, we met, but yeah. no, she came in with some friends and, and we just clicked and, yeah. and started dating. I was on top of the world for a minute. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Lexi's been, Lexi was, mm-hmm. and is still like one of the greatest people that I know and super good to me. Yeah. She was a big impact on your life. Yes. But, yeah. You know, it was the biggest uh, learning, not the biggest learning experience, but mm-hmm. the most meaningful relationship that I've ever been in. Yeah. You know, my family loved her and, you know, she fit in and everything just flowed. And here's the thing, you guys, is I was about six months clean at that time. Mm-hmm. And my pattern shows six to nine months mm-hmm. of just, you know, cleanliness and then destruction. But yeah. Um, to really, to really have worked on myself for those six months and to really learn how to listen to my gut is what I learned the most about this relationship Mm -hmm. because there was nothing, I can't say why we broke up as far as there's no reason. Uh, the only thing is there was just a time that I went to play softball and there was a little bit of a build up to this point, but I had a gut instinct of that. I need to break up with her. Yeah. And I didn't like that because I, I, I cared about her and I still care about her and I have so much love for her. Yeah. I just wasn't there. My heart wasn't in it. Yep. You know, so I was faced with my codependency, um, the fear of being alone and the abandonment mm-hmm. and relationships usually are what, you relationships are usually what cause my destructions, but, um, what? So, um, you know, my gut instincts told me I had the codependency issue and, um, just the fear of abandonment and to being alone and relationships. Usually I have allowed, um, I've allowed myself in the past to orphan off my identity to the person I was dating because I was fearful of 
being alone and breaking up with the person. And I cared about the person. So I sabotage things to end things. Yeah. So with Lexi, I decided to do things different because I was, I'm on this journey of self-improvement and mm-hmm. I remember going home and saying, we need to have this, we need to have a conversation. My heart was just beating out of my chest because I'd never had broken up with somebody. Mm. Like I said, I would sabotage to, to break up because that's how big of a coward in the moment it's I was. Easy way out. It's easy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. numb. it's very numbing, but I decided to be real with her and real with myself and honor my feelings and um, just told her that basically I just said, we, I, I need to, I need to break up with you mm-hmm. and I need to continue to work on myself because I got into the relationship pretty quick and not that I regret any of it. If I were to go back yeah. and do it again, I would do the exact same well, of thing. Of course. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. It just, my codependency started coming up. And when that happens, I end up drinking sometime down the road. So I, just, I stopped my destructive pattern. And it felt good. Well, yeah. As hard as it was, it mm-hmm. felt great. But um, so since then, I've been just, you know, I've been working on myself. Yeah. And relationships. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> here's the thing. So. Yeah. You know, I know I'm attracting my person. Oh, of course. You know, yeah. For the last six months since you've known me, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, we've you and I have grown, you know, individually, but we've seen each other's growth. Yeah. And we've been each other's best friends, which is yeah, so which fun. is fun. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you know me when I when I met you, I said I'm not interested in drinking or I'm not interested in dating. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And it created something. I don't know, but I say that to, I've said that to everybody. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is, is I was like, I wanted to work on myself, you know, mm-hmm. and do the inner work. And it wasn't until probably, it wasn't until December. Yeah. Um, I met somebody, you know, didn't think twice about it. Yeah. You know, then uh, I invited her, I invited her to a birthday uh, weekend and the connection became, very authentic and just real. Yeah. Um, again, I had zero expectations, but with her, I didn't say I wasn't interested in dating. I was just open to seeing where it could go. Of course. Yeah. And here's the thing. So, um, what I've learned is, is to be upfront. Like we talked about earlier to, to really just be upfront with who you meet mm-hmm. and say, this is where I'm at. This is who I am and this is where I'm going. Yeah. And this is what I'm looking for. Exactly. Yep. You know, and to just dance with it. And mm-hmm. I was able to dance with this person and, um, you know, I had no idea where it was headed, but I was just cruising with it. Yeah. You know, and the biggest thing, like, like I appreciate this. I appreciate this girl so much because of who she is for me and what um, I've learned. Yeah. Because I've been so guarded from my heart to be open to actually dating, yeah, surfaced quite a bit. Yeah, she opened up a lot for you. Yeah, really cool. And ultimately, it led me to the conversation with my dad to actually smother that childhood abandonment that I had, and to literally um, come complete with that. So powerful. And it's crazy how big of a lift it's been. And being being who I am and how I've been, mm-hmm. you know, it's I invite those to really test the waters as far as like being being real, like asking yourself, like, who are you mm-hmm. and how do you like Micah says this all. How do you show up for that person? Mm-hmm. For me, it's like it's how are you like, how, yeah, how do you show up for that person, mm-hmm. you know? How did I show up for you? How did I show up for all these people I'm meeting? Yeah. And now that I'm open for like a relationship, I know I'm attracting some, I know I'm attracting my person. Yeah. You know, I'm not looking for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm open to allowing to be like, I keep asking myself to be receptive of any messages that come my way. Yeah. And to be open to any creative uh, like opportunities that show up. Right. And yeah. my life 
is been, I've been, I've been super grateful and super blessed, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the success at work, this, the friendships that I've had, um, really just come from being who I am Mm -hmm. and to discover who you are for me personally has attracted so much and it's mind blowing. Yeah. It's incredible. So yeah. With relationships, try it out. Yeah. Try to be, you know, for me, I know who I am. I'm comfortable in my skin. But you've you've come a long way to know who you are, right? Some people yes. out there are don't even know that. They don't know who they are. They think they do. But some people really are like just kind of lost. I've talked yeah. to a lot of people and I'm like, I'm lost. I don't even know. And it's like, where, from a guy's perspective, where do you think they could start? What could they do? What are steps they could take? Addiction or not? Right. Right. Um, to just drop the mask. Basically, mm. put down what you think others think that you should be. Yeah. Us men, uh, we live in this masculine world where we believe that we have to have this big kind of a bank account, drive this kind of car, um, have this kind of security. And to, you know, I feel like I hear from girls, guys always just talk about what they have, Mm. you know, try talking about who you are. Ooh, that's so attractive. So, you know, drop the mask as far as what you may think others may think you should tell them. Yeah. And come from somewhere like it's inside and to how to do that is just doing it. Mm-hmm. To there is going to be a trial and an error. Yeah. There was that socially awkward place for me for a while, yeah. but you just, you commit to really figuring out or you commit to wanting to discover who you are yeah. and really submit yourself to allowing yourself to be open to it. Right. Don't yeah. block anything that comes. Yeah. There's I so many that. sources out there, but there's books, yeah, there's wh- podcasts. Okay. So what are some, like for you, what are some books and some podcasts that you listen to on a daily that you feel like could really serve some of these listeners? So I started off with a lot of meditation. Okay. Um, I love meditation. To really hone in on um, like my breath, mm-hmm. to really be in the moment. Mm-hmm. That That's the hardest thing for me or was to be in the moment. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> uh, it's still a struggle some, okay? Oh, Micah me gives too. me <laughs> Micah gives me crap all the time. I I'm a space cadet. She will talk over the phone, <laughs> so funny, and guys. all of a sudden I'll have a random thought and just and there's Micah. Oh, there he goes. There he yep. goes. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even hear anything. Yes, I heard you. I just didn't listen. <laughs> that is the best. Oh my gosh. So anyways, but no meditation's huge. You know that's yeah. where I started, and then uh, <laughs> as far as books, I like to read empowering books. Um, I actually had a friend refer me a book called Conversations with God mm. uh, by Neil Walsh. Okay, um, it's a you know, I, it's a point of view as far as just uh, love and fear. Mm. That kind of is, our thoughts can either come from love or fear, and if you if you come from fear. Mm-hmm. We know where that goes. And if you come from love, you know, it's it's definitely an opportunity to feel something different. Yeah. It's a good book. Um, I like uh, Three Feet from Gold. Um, that's mm-hmm. part of the Napoleon Hill University. Okay. Um, um, I met a friend, this this girl that I met in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, she referred me to Gabrielle Bernstein, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. all spirit junkie, mm-hmm. um, super attractor. Mm-hmm. Those books. Um, but as far as podcasts, the, like online, mm-hmm. uh, Jake Woodard. Um, Jay Shetty. I love Will Smith. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really about just what, what, uh, jumps out to you or like what you feel, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. And one thing I would recommend, Mm -hmm. actually the biggest thing I would recommend is to just write a journal. Yeah. Really, truly write, you know, and be real in your journal. Start there. Mm -hmm. I found myself writing and I was writing a story back in the day where I was like, I, I was trying to tell myself how the day went or how I'm thinking, yeah. but that wasn't real. Yeah. Just be real and like start with writing and mm-hmm. start journaling yeah. and a gratitude journal. Oh, I love that. But yeah. it just takes time, you know, be. Yeah. It's a process. Yeah. It's a process. And yeah. And even too, like you, they've heard me talk about Landmark, Landmark Forum. Yeah. And Bobby's actually going next month. I'm going in. Two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. What made you decide to want to go? 
I followed my gut. Yeah. You know, you've been someone I've, I've looked up to. Yeah. You, you inspire me because of your energy and who you are. Yeah. I feel your, your power and I just like love it, <laughs> you know? So you invited me that Thank day. You. Yeah. And when you picked me up, before you picked me up, I knew I was doing it. But when I got there, I just knew I was doing it. And we went to a presentation. So like, it's just like a yeah. kind of tells you about Landmark and uh, it's again, it's a worldwide company and it's a personal growth, you know, company. Yeah. So. I just felt good. And the less I thought about it, the more I was likely going to do it. So I didn't think about it. Yeah. You just, I had a feeling I was like, it didn't matter what the investment was yeah. because I would pay anything to get to a certain place to be more happier or to, to be able to learn to improve your life. Yeah. That's like it. That's mm -hmm. true education. So it didn't matter what the cost was. I was just, I was committed. Yes. And you met me at a good time because I was on that path. You of just, were so ready. Okay. I'm following my gut. I'm yes. doing this. I'm doing that. Yep. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. I'm excited. But. It's going to be amazing. Okay. So here's another question for you. Okay. So, you know, I was thinking right when um, you had shared, I'm going to back it up a little bit with your addiction okay. and how you went to bars, you hung around people who drank you. I mean, immediately, you know, mm -hmm. you're into it pretty quick. I mean, obviously that takes something to do that because I feel like mm -hmm. in AA, they, you know, they say you can't even be around alcohol. You can't be around it. You're no. going to relapse. You can't be around it. I mean, yes. I come from a family with addiction and that's just what you, you are told, but the fact that this, it really just hit me when you were talking and it's like the fact that you just went right in and you were that strong and you, you were around the alcohol. Do you feel like that's what's made you so strong? Cause you literally just dove right in. Yeah. You were around alcohol, Yeah. you know, like that's a huge thing. Do you think that that like was a benefit for you? Like it, it tested your strength. It was a benefit for me. Yeah. And I'm very careful of sharing this because I don't, it doesn't like everybody's different. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying I'm better or, or worse or this. Yeah. What worked for me wasn't AA meetings. Mm. Um, it was more of a, a cognitive behavioral therapy and to really um, invite myself to grow. Mm. And I decided to, I decided to jump in and to be, but to jump in with not the fear of alcohol, yeah. the more, the more thought Ooh. I gave to it. It's like the more like, oh, I want to stay away from it, the more I attracted it, right? Yeah. So I went there with really genuinely trying my best to not think about it, mm -hmm. but being real with people. Like, I'm I'm not interested in drinking. I used to be an alcoholic. Yeah. You know, and it's and being honest up front yeah. is that's when I learned how honesty and vulnerability has an impact because mm -hmm. they accepted me, which um, felt great. Mm -hmm. But I was comfortable. I started to grow in my own skin and was yeah. really comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So it gave me power. That's why our, when yeah. we go around our friends, yeah, our friends, they party like crazy. Mm -hmm. But when I first met them, it was right after this relationship. Um, my buddy Brad, mm -hmm. this relationship with Lexi, mm -hmm. I'm a little all over the place. <laughs> okay, <I'm laughs> Do you follow? No. no, I I ran into my buddy Brad, who I've known for like 16 years. Uh, we ran into each other just over a year ago. Anyways, um, I do want to acknowledge him of how big of, of, of an impact he is on my life because after Lexi, he had, um, he had zero question and only he just reached out and gave me his hand and mm -hmm. had a, he has the biggest heart. Yeah. He invited me into his house. Um, he's had me around his kids yeah. and he doesn't probably know how big of an, a timing that was for me, but, him being so loving and accepting and he always sees me for who I am, mm. which gives me that opportunity to actually remind myself who I am Yeah, to really start continue to keep looking at myself. Yeah. I struggled after Lexi because of the whole fear based thoughts yeah. in my pattern. And I struggled with getting a new job because it brought up history because they did an intensive background check. And he just kept reminding me, Bobby, like you're good. Yeah. You know, I see you. Mm -hmm. you're going to, you're going to succeed here. And the, his belief in his friendship really was really has been a, a catalyst to my success in, yeah. in at lifetime. Yep. But our friends back, basically back to that, yeah. you know, Brad introduced me to all our friends and all our friends, they, they drink like sailors and I love them to death yeah. because 
the first time I met them, same thing. I'm not interested in drinking. Mm-hmm. And Mark, our friend, oh, took me in. He's my favorite. Yeah, yes. he yes. took me in. <laughs> and he was so caring and just like, you know, yeah. whatever you need. And I was just like, geez, there's so much love yeah. here. Yeah. And these group of friends have really became my family. Yeah. And it's not... It's just we we are this family, and it got it's gotten to a point where they I'm the DD always, you know. They don't like you know, they they pour shots for me of water. Water, yeah, yeah. So I'm included, right? You know, and yeah. it's just they're a good group. They really accept who I am, and I'd accept it's like who they are, and we just bond. Yeah, no, it's amazing. They're a great group of people, seriously, amazing. So, and you know, to to go off of what you were saying. Um, with just stating what was so to people in bars is it's like how you are just really open and honest. It's like people think sometimes that keeping things a secret, it's like people do that. It's like safe, but it's, it's, it's setting you free, right? By you stating that to all those people and just coming out and saying, Hey, I was an alcoholic. Like that, that set you free, Mm -hmm. right? It's stating what's so, and it sets you free and it's freaking powerful. Another thing with Brad it's a powerful reminder on who to be for people because of where you are at in that moment. I mean, what he's done for you and, and who he's introduced you and all the connections. I mean, your life is completely different because of one because person. Of Brad. I love him. Really? And, and you guys ran, I mean, you hadn't seen each other in forever. And so it's just really cool to see the impact every person has on each person. And I don't think mm-hmm. people realize the impact we all have on people mm-hmm. and, it's, it's like Brad probably doesn't even realize, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's huge. Yeah. You know? Him and Haley, his girlfriend, but, they've treated me like family. So, yeah, it is huge. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Uncle Bobby to their kids, which is the world to me. Yeah. It's amazing. But Oh, my gosh. But, no, back to, like, stating that I don't drink or I'm an alcoholic, it, yeah. does, it does free that up. It just, it frees a lot of pressure that I gave myself. Oh yeah. Most people get pressured from their secrets and it's their, like, yeah. I, I want to do this all on my own. I don't want to yeah. burden anybody. Yes. I don't want to burden this person. Yeah. And that's just your story. Like you really, who are you to, you know, take that opportunity away from that person or assume that they, they wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. Some people won't. And that's just, that's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll learn on how to, how, how much energy you should give away, Yeah. you know, but to really just say, you know, to believe that you, you were burdening somebody is really mm-hmm. just a story. So yeah. as far as alcohol and addiction, just do it. Yeah. Yep. Just do it. Ask for help yeah. because I didn't for yeah. so long until recently, but yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's You've awesome. never dealt with me personally yeah. with addiction. No. Okay. No. Family members. Um, it's been in the family for sure. So I get that whole world. I've never been in the actual world of, you know, struggling myself, but I've seen it and it's a scary thing. And so I just really want to thank you for sharing that because I do Mm -hmm. know that this is really going to impact a lot of people, um, that have struggled with that because everybody, I feel like most people have somebody in their family that struggles with addiction. It's very Mm -hmm. common. And so, you know, if, so if we can give any of these listeners just a few little just nuggets of every like an overview of what we just went over, like like what they can, I guess, take away from all this. Like let's just kind of like, I feel like let's start from the beginning, like a few like bullet points, you know, like that we can give them, right? In a little nutshell. In a little nutshell. In a little so nutshell. you want me to. Like we both can. We can feed right. up, you know, like just in the beginning, I guess. Um Okay, what could we give them here? Dating? Yeah, dating. A so dating bullet things, point. Just dating um, bullet point. Just have no expectations. Enjoy the moment and really dive into that person's world. Yeah. Do what Micah does. Yeah, listen. And listen. You know? Yeah. And, and, and no agenda. Go yeah. into it open and honest and... You know, because people can sense what you're really up to. Yeah. So you may as well just be open about it. Um, drop the mask. Drop the mask. Okay. Love those. Um, okay. Dating. Others is um, if, I guess, addiction. What could you give people? If people are struggling, if you had, there's family that have people, you know, family members mm-hmm. that are struggling with addiction, or if they're personally struggling with addiction, what would just a few little th- things give them 
right now that you could say to them that? Oh, geez. Like, um, you're not alone. Um, have the courage, find the courage, um, to ask for help. Okay. And it's worth it mm -hmm. where I was and to where I'm at now. It's night and day and I want to just help. I still got things I need to do, but I want to just help. And if anything, just have the courage to help or have the courage to ask for help. And, and for this is kind of huge because parents or loved ones or brothers and sisters, we all, those who aren't going through it, mm -hmm. I had to ask my parents to actually allow me to fall. Oh yeah. Because I, the enabling wasn't helping. And I'm not asking you to not love anybody, love your loved ones really. Cause everybody really is different and people learn differently for me specifically. I had to make that boundary where I was that desperate to say, I'm not strong enough mom to not ask you for help. So don't help me when I struggle, please. And it, Ooh, and yeah. after that is when things shifted, huh? Yeah. Holy shit. I just got the chills. Yeah. I hope I'm not offending anybody because I know some parents are just, they love their kids, yeah. and I get that. Actually, I don't understand that. I don't have kids. I understand love. Yeah. And just, you know, try something new. I don't, I don't know. If things are going, if they continue to be destructive, you know, just let, yeah give it up let it go yeah you know see who you are see ask yourself how you're showing up for them yeah but mm, that's good okay i love that yeah so those are some good little nuggets um do you have any nugs do little, have nuggets? Any little nuggets <laughs> well i mean obviously what you shared was super inspiring and i think Thank that you. what we've shared so far like i like i mentioned is going to be really um impactful for people. And, um, yeah. Wow. That was amazing. Yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> no, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for what you create and, and how you're creating it. I love watching you. Oh, thank you. It's awesome. Shit. 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 I love it. <laughs> well, thank you. And thanks again for coming on tonight and taking the time to be on this episode and you guys please share this with your fam family and friends um because again i know this will make a big difference for them and of course go write a review on apple podcasts and anything else that you want to share i'm happy to help with anything so if anybody has questions reach out okay. to micah i'm happy and genuinely happy to answer any questions about anything that was shared tonight wow thank so, you Thank you so much. So thank you, Micah. You're you know. Yeah. Yes. Please reach out. My email is attached. Um, I'm pretty sure on one of these, on, on these platforms, my email is attached or my Instagram. So, you know, Just message whatever. me and I can connect you with Bobby. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you have an amazing, amazing week. And we love you so much. Bye. Deuces. <laughs>